A little crazy, little sexy, little cool Little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear in major songs And I like that What's up, table shakers? Welcome to the table. It's shaking the table with your girl, that art nerd. Welcome back for those of you who are joining me again for a third week now. And welcome to the party for those of you who are joining me for the first time. So like always, I'm going to let you guys to know to follow me, follow me, follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. So on Instagram, follow me at that underscore art underscore nerd those underscores are a mouthful but it's that art nerd with underscores in between and on facebook the page is shaking the table with that art nerd we can't get more simpler than that (laughs) so what we're going to be talking about today you guys is black identity theories so for those of you who know me and know me well in my history this is like that topic for me this is the quintessential thing that makes Kanish, because that's my real name, you guys, it makes Kanish who she is. It is what really started this whole trajectory for me. So what Black Identity Theory is, um, disclaimer, there's a few different theories. It's not like there's just one theory for everyone and that just is the end-all be-all. But the one that I'm going to discuss is the one that resonated the most with me and continues to resonate with me. And it's from a psychologist named Dr. William E. Cross Jr. And he coined a term called negrescence. And before you kind of get like up in arms, like, did he, did she just say like that? No. Negrescence is a French term and it is the act of becoming black is basically what it breaks down to. And his theory is stating that there is not one specific way of becoming black. It's not like black car revoked, like you're black if you can, or you're only black with this or that and the third. But the theory states that there are about five different stages of identifying or coming to terms with your own blackness, whatever that is for you. And I found that very interesting, especially, um, growing up and going through my stages, as I would say. And my story of my black identity theory is peculiar, but not peculiar to, I guess, how he phrases it, you know, Dr. Cross. But I'll get into my story probably next week. But for right now, I just kind of wanted to lay the foundation for you guys and also find out what your stage is. So the first stage, or I'll just say all five stages first off. So there's five stages of black identity theory, according to Dr. Cross. And the first stage is your pre-encounter. The second stage is your encounter. The third stage is immersion slash immersion. The fourth stage is internalization. And the fifth stage is internalization slash commitment. So... I want us to kind of ponder on those five stages 
figure out, hmm, what you going to be talking about? What are we getting into? What does that mean? And how exactly is this going to be on some table flipping mess today? And let's take a break and we'll get into it. You're watching or you're listening to rather speaking things into existence, shaking the table with that art nerd. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. This is Shaking the Table with your host, that art nerd. That is me. And we have been talking about William E. Cross Jr.'s theory on black identity, um, specifically Negressin. So if you saw the post that I put up two weeks ago, two weeks ago from the first show, um, it's a painting that was done in grad school had to remember I've been doing this for a while you guys so from grad school which was Howard University shout out to Howard HU and in the top right corner you'll see something called Negrescence Comics you'll also see the volume and then you'll also see um, the number so I'm going to break down what those mean just in case you ever kind of wondered and explain what that is in black identity theory and then get into that. So as I mentioned before the break, negrescence is the idea of becoming black. It's that journey of becoming black coined by psychologist William E. Cross Jr. So that is why that is called negrescence comics in the top right corner. So the volume, and this is my negrescence series, you guys, um, in the volume, that particular volume is 151. And that volume is the amount of years that have passed since Juneteenth, since the emancipation of all black people in America. So if anybody ever tells you, oh, slavery was so long ago, that's only a few generations ago. It was only 151 years ago at that particular time. I think right now in 2022, it's probably like 156 or 57 at this point. But either way, it's it's not like it's like 500 years ago. It's not like this is old, old, old and decrepit. We're talking a few generations, but that's what that volume um, number represents. And then the number, depending on the series, if you ever want to take a look at the series as a whole, it's on my website, which is um, thatartnerd.com or thatartnerdcs.com if you want to take a look at like all of the Negressin series. But the number would vary based on um, whether it's a symbol, symbolic for something of that nature, like whatever's going on in the image, or if it's just the first of that edition that I did. And for this one, it was just the first of that edition. Um, excuse me. But to let you guys know, that is stage five of the Black Identity Theory. And I'm going to kind of gear you guys up to that. So the first stage, the pre-encounter. And that is the encounter when you really just like absorb the beliefs of the dominant culture. It's your pre-realization that you black. It's before you really realize that. <laughs> and that can be conscious or subconscious. It's not necessarily a thought of, oh, I don't have dark skin. It's not quite that cut and dry. It's when you are more so oblivious to the fact that you're not going to be treated the same or you think that things that might happen to you are like more circumstantial or coincidental than having to do with your skin 
Um, and not to say that everything has to do with that, not at all. I'm one who prides myself on thinking that not everybody is out to get me, but I'd be naive to think that there are not those who would be. But this is having complete naivete, um, your stage one. It's that white is right and black is wrong kind of mindset. And you want to largely disassociate yourself um, from anything that shows that you are part of a, a minority group, anything that shows that you might not be seen in the same light as your white counterparts or your counterparts of European descent. And your pre-encounter, those people who are just like blindly oblivious, it can be innocent, but it also can go as extreme as those like your, um, let's just say a certain someone that rhymes with Mandis Moens or things of that nature, where you're just like, you, you, you can't be serious on some of your rhetoric, right? You just can't be. But you got some who stay in the pre-encounter and that can be okay, depending on how extreme it is. But usually that's followed with your stage two, which is your encounter. And that's when you are forced by either an event or a series of events of coming to terms with that impact of you black, black, black on black on black, black, blacky black, black, black. Like you can't deny it anymore. It's in your face. It is getting pulled over and having like, you know, police brutality happens. It's being called the N word. It's being, you know, mocked or called like a monkey. It's having, it's even microaggressions. It can be one event. It can be a series of events. I know for me, it was a series of events. There wasn't just one particular thing that happened. Um, there are definitely significant events that I can pinpoint and that I can think back on, but my revelation didn't happen until like a few different things happened. But either way, there's, there's an encounter and there's a reality that comes with that idea that you cannot be truly white and you have to come to terms with the fact that you are a member of a targeted group and it can be very sobering, um, stage two, your encounter. So then stage three is your immersion or immersion. And that's when you start to want to surround yourself with symbols and ideas and people that look and sound like you. It's like, I don't want to learn nothing else that y'all done taught me. I feel bamboozled. I feel like tricked, hoodwinked. I don't trust none of y'all. I want to relearn everything for myself. You know, like Tulsa Massacre, y'all never taught me about that. The Devil's Punch Bowl, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Y'all never taught me about that. I want to know for myself. And I want to find, it's like, that's when you go to the store like, oh, they black owned? Or you, you know, wonder, it's like, well, why is there no one who looks like me now? Before that may not have even been a factor for you. Like how many minorities you see in a room or how many minorities you see on TV or how even just the microaggressions when you go to work, like who says or does something that seems different with you than maybe everyone else. It's, it's a realization and you're trying to seek out intentionally things that can help you reconstruct your your vantage point of who you are you're rebuilding your identity at this point 
And a lot of people stay in stage three. A lot of people stay in that stage of like, I'm comfortable now where I'm at with having people that feel I feel safe with. <laughs> and like now I feel safer and they want to stay there. And again, just like stage one or two, depending on the extreme, it's okay. Everybody's at a different stage. I would love to know what stage you're at. Um, definitely follow the page at that art nerd um, underscores in between or shaking the table with that art nerd on Facebook. I would love to know what stage you are currently at. Um, stage four is your internalization. And that's when you become a little bit more um, expansive and less defensive. So it's like saying, I'm black. I'm always going to be black. But I want to know what life is like for you as someone of Asian descent, of someone of European descent, of someone of Latin descent. I would love to know what life looks like for you and understand the struggles that you have as a minority group, um, as a different minority group, whether it's from your skin tone, your belief system, your sexual orientation. It's an understanding to be like, hmm, what is this? What, what's going on with you and your group? How can I help you guys? I'm still black, though. But what's going on with you? <laughs> and it just means you're expanding. But by the time you get to stage five, that's your internalization and commitment. And that's when you kind of have like a, a cross to bear. It's at that point, it's when you feel a personal obligation to have a plan of action or have a general sense of commitment. But let me know where you are. Let me know where you personally think you're at. Um, let me know which piece resonates with you of this Negrescent series. Um, I would also like to know like when some of you had your encounter. I would also like to know when some of you had your encounter and when some of you had your, you know, internalization moment or your immersion or immersion moments. So uh, like and follow so I can get your responses and I can talk back to you. So on Instagram, it is at that underscore art underscore nerd, that art nerd underscores in between. And on Facebook, it is shaking the table with that heart nerd. So it's been real, you guys. I'd love to know. I will tell you a bit more about my story after I read yours in terms of black identity theory. You've been listening to shaking the table with your host, that art nerd. And until next week, see you soon. Smooth. I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong. I'm the random mind and don't you hear a major song that I